never miss a minute. Download the Todd and Tyler podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And stream the show 24-7 at TNTRadioEmpire.com. Hey, we got something new to watch. This yeah. Is, this is cool. The movie's called The Opening yeah. Act. Yeah. stars uh, Bill Burke and Young, Whitney Cummings, Jimmy Yang is the opening act, and written and directed by this guy, Steve Byrne, joining us. Steve, thanks for following the program. Appreciate it, man. Welcome. Good Good morning, Todd Tyler. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. We probably got a lot of mutual friends because we know a lot of comedians, but how'd you, how'd you round up the, this group of, of great people, great stand-ups, too, and actors? Uh, oh, uh, Craigslist. Oh, Craig. Craigslist. They went directly through Craigslist. Yeah, and, uh, and they all said yes. They all said yes. Oh, misconnection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I saw you in a club one day. I know you look like Miss. Okay, I got it. <laughs> no, that's the, right. <laughs> were, you, were you friends with Were you friends with Bill Burr and Whitney Cummings uh, in 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 the comedy scene? In this comedy scene, obviously. Yeah, it helps. You know, Bill yeah. and I kind of started in New York City together. Got so it. he was a yeah. sophomore, I was a freshman. But, you know, it's, it was fun because, like, when I'm like, oh, I need a skanky-looking cock. Hey, Tom Segura, <laughs> could you come down to set for a day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, we, 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 when we talk to Segura, we're going to play that clip. I love that. <laughs> we're we, we are going to play that clip and say, this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he, he's such a great dude, and I'm so happy for his success lately. Jeez, he's yeah, blowing he, it out. Yeah, he is. He's blowing it out now. Uh, J- Jimmy Jimmy Yang plays the the opening act in the in the movie. Now, is this about wrapped around what happened to you, or is this? Is yeah, it, you is wrote it, this about just any kind of. Is comedian? it autobiographical? Yeah, semi autobiographical. Once Jimmy's character hits the road, everything that happened in the film has happened to me in real life. So you're going to sit there and go, "Did this really happen?" It's like, yes. I really did end up in the woods in North Carolina, scared out of my line, scared for my life for fear of being shot underneath a trailer while a couple above me was having sex. Yes, that actually did, <laughs> truly did happen to me. This is my favorite because, like I said, we've been doing this a long time, and I, I pride ourselves. If you ask around some of the people that we know and you know, we actually get good grades about this. But uh, drunk comedy groupies and hard-to-impress morning radio DJs. And I, I, and I, I by the way, I do that, but I hate those guys because we allow comedians on the show just to hang out and not do their act and just have fun. So hopefully you're in the studio with us sometime soon when COVID's over and right. you can do that with us. Because we're easy to impress. Yeah, we are easy to impress. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's well, that's well, why I'm here, baby. I, you always, you set the bar low, and I'll, I'll, I'll exceed those expectations. But, yeah, it, it's based on, you know, look, the whole film is about a comic's first time ever working the road on a professional comedy club. So you're dealing with all those hurdles. And of course he's failing because all those things are different muscles from heckling and improving to morning radio. You got to know how to do it. And it was called off the first time. It was the second time I ever did morning radio on KLOS in Los Angeles. Now I'm friends with them now, so I can talk about this, but I was so inexperienced. I went on the air I start bombing immediately, and I start doing that New York City comedy seller stuff where I'm kind of taking shots at them, and they're like, who is oh, this guy? Oh, oh, so, yeah. oh, yeah, you don't oh, do that. They, yeah. they call security yeah. in. Security <laughs> escorts me out of the building, and I'm representing this this tour that like Billy Gardell and Bert Kreischer are on, and oh. they escort me out of the building. At the time, Sebastian Maniscalco lived a block away. I walk over, I knock on his door, he goes, what's wrong? I go, let me in, turn on your radio. We turn on the radio. We now listen to them eviscerate me, destroy me for 10 to 12 minutes on air. I just moved to Los Angeles. I'm thinking, I'm never working in this town. Everybody's hearing this. Sebastian's staring at me. He puts his coffee down when they cut the break. He goes, 
What the hell did you do, guy? <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. You mentioned Gardell and Kreischer. We've known Bert for a long time. They're both good good friends of the show. We had that happen. With, uh, you probably, in the years you've been around, you remember... Jeez, uh, um, help me. Ralphie May. Ralphie May. Ralphie May. Ralphie May. Ralphie May. Of we, both, we both happened to have long hair, and he went into a mullet bit right away. And and uh, this was years ago. Years ago. And it started a long-time feud. We, we eviscerated Ralphie for about a year, and then he found out through the grapevine, through some friends of ours, mutual friends, that what we were doing, and he, he called back, and he did the exact same thing you did. To, was, that, was that Frank and Heidi? Is that what you did to those guys back in you do, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, so you did it to them. So you, I can imagine they're saying, oh, why are you yelling at us? And then they ripped you. We did the same thing with Ralphie. He felt bad, sent us whiskey, and before he passed away, we became really great friends. Did you make so. up? Have you made up since? Did, did you make did, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've oh, had me on since. I'm actually going on air today. And Ralphie May, God bless his soul, yeah. one of my favorites. He was my favorite. He was my favorite black sassy uh, black woman comedian. <laughs> he, he was. He was my favorite perfect, black woman comedian. Perfect description. <laughs> First, I always told Ralphie, I say, when you take a selfie, it's, it's a group photo. <laughs> <laughs> now, I watched the trailer. Did you eat it on stage as much as uh, Jimmy Yang's character did? Was it oh, tough God, yeah, start? yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, uh, I wanted to, to expose people to, look, this kid, Jimmy, he gets his teeth kicked in for, you know, 80 minutes in this film. Right. And um, I, I wanted to show people how synonymous and how symbiotic failure is with stand-up comedy, especially at the beginning, because you just are so inexperienced, and it's live. It's happening in real time. You, you, you just don't have the tools, and eventually you develop those tools over time, and that's what the character learns. And look, if there's one thing Hollywood could depend on, it's Steve Byrne knows failure. So I'm the man for this job. <laughs> you know, I told my wife when, when, we, when we were editing the film after production, I bought myself a really nice tailored suit, and I bought my wife a really beautiful dress, and I told her, honey, we're going to wear this when the film premieres. And the other day, I pulled her dress out in my tuxedo. I said, honey, we're going to wear this this Friday in the living room, and I'll pop the popcorn on the microwave. <laughs> did, you, did you think about holding it back and waiting till it, the virus is over? Because it's obviously not over in, anytime soon. Or did you figure out, I, just, I want people to see this now, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, look, there's been so few comedies that have come out right. uh, during this quarantine, and people miss comedy clubs, too, yeah. and we, we did think about holding off on it. We were going to premiere just for Last Festival, and that kept getting pushed back, and we just thought, you know what, let's, let's just release it now and see what happens. Uh, well, the, kid, the, so king, the King of Staten Island did really well in, on streaming because everybody wants to see new stuff, and I think, obviously, it's, this is not about that, but, you know, same similar thing, a comedy, a comedy movie. How long yeah. ago did you shoot this? We shot it in 2012, I believe, oh. and we've been holding... No, we, we shot it in uh, late 2018, okay. uh, edited in 2019, and then, of course, you know, 2020, the crap hits the fan. Are you on the road now, or are you staying safe and not, and not going out? What are you doing? A little bit of both? Uh, I, was, I was on the road, yeah, quite a bit. Uh, I'd I, I done all the hot spots, basically. So. <laughs> did, did you, <laughs> you get know, out basically, without the disease? Okay, you didn't, get to, you didn't catch COVID at all? No, and I'm Asian, so I didn't get anything. <laughs> Did you get funny looks? Um, I, I, I've been getting that for years, but not during COVID, no. I, I, you know, I never told anybody, hey, I just got a haircut at a Wuhan wet market. No, I, I was... Uh... <laughs> no, it's, it's been good. It's, it's been okay. I think the, you know, for example, like you can go see comedy or you can even see this film in theaters, but you would have to get on a plane and, I guess, fly to a red state. I guess that's where... That's where things are open these days. Why? Right? Why didn't you uh, play yourself in this movie? 
Well, I'm almost 50. I'm 46 years old. So I just didn't want to. I wanted to make a film about a 20-year-old driving to Vegas for the first time, not a 50-year-old driving home from Vegas, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. I get that. I get that. Uh, Where can we we see this? On demand, right? And and it, it is in select theaters? It is in select theaters. I told my, my mom's like, where can I see this? I go, mom, it's streaming. She goes, enough about R. Kelly. Sorry, guys, I had to. Um, yeah, you see it on demand, Amazon, iTunes, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, your mom dropped an R. Kelly joke. She must be cool. <laughs> She's hip, guys. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to ask my mom and dad what they do on their anniversary after that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Apple, iTunes, Amazon, etc. All that stuff at the opening act, uh, f- oh. featuring uh, Jimmy Yang, who who was just. Really, really funny dude, man. He's so good. And yeah, they're all here. great. Yeah, yeah. All those comics, and and I and it's funny from Bill Burr, Neil Brennan, Segura. Like, it, it, I had the same conversation verbatim after the cast saw this film because we sent them screeners, right? And they all told me the same three things: I loved it. It's so realistic, and you retriggered all these horrible memories from the beginning of my career. I cannot wait to see my therapist next week, you bastard. So <laughs> I I wear that as a badge of honor. All right, all right. Well, hopefully we see you soon in the studio someday, and. If you, when you're back out and about, when I cl- see you have some uh, gigs booked in 2021, so yeah. you're being positive. Yeah, the only thing, the only thing sadder than our state of affairs is my 2020 calendar. So it will be good to be back, but it's been seven months. I mean, we've we've lost an entire Grateful Dead song in in quarantine, so it's <laughs> getting kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of a stock question we ask our comedian friends. But where were you in uh, mid March? That's probably the last time you were on stage, wasn't it? Well, I, the last time I was on stage, I was on stage, I worked, and I remember I was leaving for, for the gig, and my daughter's eight years old, she's finally at the age now where she realizes emotionally that daddy's leaving, and she, she was hysterical, dad, don't leave, why do you have to keep leaving? I'm like, honey, it's my job, and I was leaving, pulling out of the driveway, I see her in the bay window, she's waving, she's crying, and I'm just thinking, I just want to go home, so I get home that week. And then all of a sudden, quarantine hits, right? The pandemic hits. Right. And then I'm, I'm just like in heaven. I'm spending all this time with my family. My daughter's happy. And six months in, I'm like, what water fountain did you chuck a quarter into and ruin the global economy and, re- and recession and racial tensions because you wanted your daddy home? So it's all my daughter's fault, guys. I'm telling you, I'm going to drain that fountain wherever it is. Right. Well, we've been looking for a scapegoat. Now we got That's one. That's right. Steve Byrne, the opening act, premiering... Um... Tonight? This, tonight, that's right. Yeah. I keep forgetting this Friday myself. Apple, iTunes, Amazon, On Demand, we, in select theaters. We will watch. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Steve. Good luck, man. Todd, Tyler, thank you so much for having me. I heard so many great things about you, by the way, from some mutual friends, so I really appreciate you guys taking the time and having me on. Best to you guys and your families. Take All care, right, guys. You, Thanks, man. Steve. Thanks a lot, man. Bye now. Bye. Bye. You probably had more questions even for him, Nick. You'll watch this movie, won't you? It's about Yeah, I watched the preview. It looks oh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does hit a little close to home. And like, oh, he's eating it. <laughs> I wonder if there's a scene in the movie where the radio guys are sitting in the back laughing harder because he's eating it. <laughs> yeah, because that would be us. No, we only do that if we know the person. Yeah, and yeah, we but... know that person is funny. If I know that they're, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like to see people eating it that I don't know. I feel bad for those guys. But the like Ganance of the world. Yeah, yeah I mean that's I, always because we know he's capable of funny. That's oh, always entertaining when he eats it. If you don't know the person and they're just eating it on stage, it's just uncomfortable for everyone. Well, what I've never yeah. understood, and Nick Nick does this for a living. I mean, live, partial living, but we don't we don't we don't do stand up, obviously. But I've seen Nick do bits that kill, and the same bit. I've told the comedians about this. How do you get past? I'll ask Nick. You do a bit, and the crowd loved it. You do the same bit a week, two weeks later, the next night, whatever, the next show. It doesn't kill as much. 
Yeah. There's just a vibe in a room that sometimes people don't get it, and some people do. How do you get past that? Well, it depends. Like, I record all my sets, so I would listen right. to it and see. A lot of times, sometimes it's what you did would be leading up to that. Got and, it. like, oh, maybe it, it, the timing wasn't the best of the set, or right. you said too many words, or you already, like, you made yourself too but, much of an asshole in the beginning of the set, and now you're trying to be sympathetic. And that, there, there could be a thousand things that go wrong. I was going to say, it's one of those thousand things. Say you're on stage, and something distracting happens, or one table decides to mill around or talk at one point when the joke would have killed and that just takes a wave over the rest of the crowd. Right, the chemistry yeah, yeah, the that crowd throw is it disrupted. Yeah, Because yeah. Yeah. I think that would drive me the most crazy about being a stand-up is knowing you have a killer bit and it works 70% of the time because 30% and you have no reason why. Except for those little... Yeah, those and little there's sometimes stuff will just stop working. Right. That's oh, really? the most frustrating because yeah. like, well, if, it, if it doesn't work once, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. maybe that was just tonight. Yeah. Maybe it was, you know, one of... A, you know, a dozen things that made that go wrong, right. but then when it's when it consistently st- like doesn't work, and you're like, oh, I guess it just died. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. gone. There's nothing. There's nothing to get ring out yeah. of that thing. Okay. Well, how long you got to do it before you realize sometimes eh, that crowd's just lame? You don't blame yourself. You blame the crowd. But, yeah, I think that can be dicey too. Cause see, like I um sometimes the- like at the funny bone, if it there's been times where I still what if one thing I want to do there. Someday is mm-hmm. if I'm hosting a show and like if I eat it, I'm like, okay, fine, you know, it happens. Right. But then if the feature eats it, you're like, right. okay. Yeah. They, and then if they don't like the headliner either, like before the, there's been nights where the crowd's <laughs> just so bad for the host and the feature that before even bringing the headliner up, I just want to be like, you know what, this is it. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> so we're not going to put the headliner through this. You guys can all come back with a different group of people, but we're not going to continue. Holly, yeah. we love show. that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you can come back free with a different group of people. I right. Know. But all this right. one's done. I am unilaterally pulling the ripcord on tonight. Yeah. Get oh, out. She would hate yeah. that. Get out. All right. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it is just. I'm actually, I'm actually to see that movie, actually. I mean, I watch King of Staten Island. I'll watch this because I, I just like the, the comedy part of it, something new. And. Even though we're not stand-ups, we know exactly what they, a lot of those guys go through. We've heard those over the years. And for some reason, my eye's been distracted because booze is in the house. Nebraska Brewing Company brought some more booze up, right? Excellent. Is that yeah. trailer on uh, YouTube? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah. Watch the trailer and you'll be sold. Right. Yeah. Well, it's tonight, right? The cast yeah. is great. You can stream it tonight? Yep. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's available today. All right. Mr. Evans? Uh, looks like it's uh, 7 bucks to rent on iTunes. All oh. right. That's reasonable. Total bitch. No, I'll pay seven. <laughs> I draw the line at twenty. You did, except you did pay twenty. You can buy. You can buy this movie for fifteen bucks. Uh, no, no. When the King of Staten Island, by the time I got waited. around to watching it, it was six bucks. Yeah. DEA is reporting they confiscated a record amount of meth. And officials seized two thousand two hundred twenty four pounds of meth along with other drugs from several stash houses in Riverside Moreno County California earlier this month in order to put that amount into perspective they say it's enough meth to provide every person in the United States and Mexico with a dose of meth that's a lot wow. of meth okay but every what's person, a dose yeah a line let's go with a line uh, but but I wonder what they are considering a dose a, hit. a bump yeah, I'm gonna need a couple. <laughs> Todd, you're gonna have mine. Uh, uh, good. My uh, dose is a couple. You're gonna have mine, Todd. That's fine. Some guy gonna ask us how much a gram now? 
Or how much for an eight ball? Well, we know we don't know anymore. Uh, we don't really know the amount, do we? And from what we hear, it, the price has gone up since it, since March. Okay, I have math. Uh, been meth shopping for like math that. and coke and heroin of okay. all of it really don't do meth and heroin kids we just pretty much <laughs> stayed the same uh, that's the only it's thing gone up some as well i think has it i'm not sure on that one why would you want to be awake longer never... than you have to in this day and age i'm sorry oh you know no. right and completely alert meth meth keeps you awake and it, you know, I mean, there's nothing going on now so well, a lot of people awake. do the meth because they're addicted well i forgot about that part yeah, yeah. well yeah. yeah but when was there ever really something to do true craig <laughs> true craig <laughs> true craig all night yeah there really wasn't we yeah. we thought there was we thought there was and then you're playing solitaire on your computer for six hours. minesweeper <laughs> i like thank the, you yeah the complete opposite of positivity. <laughs> like, yeah, this sucks, but everything's always sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, at three in the morning, things usually suck. I was, I know we talked about those, that couple that was at that coin star when they were cashing in all their coins right. for money. Like, I was jealous of them. They were totally tweaking. And I'm like, man, I haven't been that excited about anything in a long time. I know. We just get a fraction of their excitement. Enjoyment, right. Yeah. You're right. I know. We're not being positively pussy here. That's what your job is, puss. We're taking it down a notch. All I said was that it's going to end someday. <laughs> that's all I said. Uh, and I want you to and keep that, doing that. And that ranks as positive <laughs> for this I show. And, I'm, and, I'm be, and I've been yeah. verbally pummeled for it for two days now. <laughs> I'm familiar with this concept. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of lost no souls sympathy. agreed with you. And Todd's right. We need the lost souls to continue to listen. Right. But uh, normal, so don't let up. The normal people out there are not buying into yeah. it. Easy, Mr. Sunshine. You just, you just you look back through history, and yeah, these things have happened, but they always end. Yeah, blah blah. <laughs> yeah, and I I, I try I try <laughs> to gain some per- perspective every now and again, and go look. At least I'm not stuck in an attic for four years while the Nazis are hunting me or something. You know, it. it well, you're doing the answer. People have been through there. worse. Right, of course, think, of course, people have been through worse. Right, people like Push will probably have a more positive attitude because they have more time. We're running out of time. Yep. I just wasted a year. Puss ain't young either anymore. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, Todd. Can you imagine being a lot older than us? No. Well, yeah, like you know, the people at the nursing homes touching the glass, right. the grandkids and right. stuff. Yeah, right. they're not getting no months back. No, no so, there's no, so things they so want to do in life, yeah. and they've had to put that on hold. And you know, they probably have more money than time at this point, and they. They've just got time Nothing taken away from them. We need a plan, and one guy can give you a plan, the other guy can't. So, I know you're I'm like, going to have to see his emails. Uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The one guy uh, the, had the unde- a chance. The undecided Nick. To yeah. implement a plan. <laughs> He's had four years to implement a plan, None. and it's, oh, well, it's just going to go away. We'll just ignore it and hope it goes away. Good and, plan. And die. Good plan. Well, again plan <laughs> no, actually no plan there's no plan out of florida 49 year old katanya jordan's longtime 69 year old boyfriend what is that 23 years subtraction oh King. i wouldn't even listen to man i was bummed out what todd said 49 and- <laughs> 46 46 year old katanya jordan's longtime boyfriend 69 year old gentleman good for 23 him. you're right good for him pulling that which maybe not. Maybe he's got a bunch of money. The boyfriend told police that he'd been arguing with uh, Miss Jordan in reference to her smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. What a prude. You might want to put her uh, 
uh, mugshot up there. Catania, K-A-T-A-N-Y-A, Jordan, spelled the accepted way. And so the boyfriend was upset because she'd been smoking the crack. She, she uh, according to him, she was high and began yelling at him to perform on her. Oh. To get down on that. Get down on that. I like that. No. He said no. He said, yeah. Not he is approved. <laughs> Not to. So, Not the day. so she allegedly began hitting and scratching him. Oh man! Get down a witness on corroborated it. her or his account of the confrontation, according to an arrest affidavit. She then fled the residence before cops got there, but she was apprehended with the aid of canine tracking units. She's now been charged with felony domestic battery, as well as grand theft for stealing the guy's cell phone. She is now being held in county jail in separate incidents. Miss Jordan has been arrested for striking her pregnant daughter, hitting her brother-in-law in the head with a thrown iron, smacking her boyfriend, the same guy, with a glass vase. In all three matters, prosecutors declined to pursue charges against her. All because she wasn't getting taken care of? I can't answer that. <laughs> Who Somebody throws an iron? Somebody get down on that before she goes crazy. Tanya Jordan. Uh, uh, what she you, look like? You can check her out. She's uh, uh, not pretty. She's is not pretty. She, is she thick? Nah, it doesn't look like it. Okay. You know. Mm. You don't want her hitting you. No. 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 Not the she knows what she wants. <laughs> yeah, she knows what she likes. She, she can hand out a pummeling. Yeah, you get to you get to doing that. You get to start <laughs> munching. Uh, somebody exactly. better bury their face in my crotch right now or there's gonna be big problems. <laughs> Damn. Damn music. Not an accident with the music. Damn music. <laughs> He's learning. He is learning. Damn it. He is learning. You're listening to the Todd and Tyler Radio Empire. Hey, it's Todd and Tyler. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Please take a second to tell us how much you like the podcast. And don't forget to comment. Thanks again. On to the next podcast episode.